Greetings. Does anyone have the time? I need an accurate time count, please. The time is 8.21 or 8.24, depending on who's reading it out. 8.21. Greetings. We welcome each and every soul to It's All in Your Head FM, Negative Land's over-the-edge radio format for you, the live audience, brought to you by the Universal Media Netweb, which we own. And a special welcome goes out to our latest affiliate, CKLN-FM Toronto, newest member of the It's All in Your Head FM family. Now, when this is all over and you all go home, you'll realize that radio was all there was to see here. So, for the next two hours, please feel free to enhance your listening pleasure by employing the complimentary blindfolds handed out to you at the counter. Please keep food, handbags, purses, watches, jewelry, cell phones, laptops, and other valuables firmly attached to a pocket chain or tightly clutched while blindfolded. No one doubts that there are thieves in this building and anything lost that is due to your own blindness cannot be returned. When the on-air light goes on, please hold your applause and pretend you aren't here. And no pictures, please. This is radio. Special designer broadcast follows in five, four, three, two, one. particularly in, in this country, thinking about religion is kind of counterintuitive. It's, it's almost something you're not supposed to do. Her first idea of God. Who told you about God, Henry? Let us have faith. Let us have faith. Let us have faith. your first idea of God? Well, I couldn't exactly say. Test. Dr. Oslo Norway, CEO and President of One World Negative Land to bring you It's All in Your Head, FM. 
a specialty skeptical broadcast from, format from UMN. As president and CEO of One World Advertising, it's always been my job to tap into the human psyche and identify its unconscious desires. Our recent report on religious preferences around the world speaks for itself. Since that report first blasted through the psychic landscape of America, the It's All in Your Head movement has, and quite understandably in my opinion, spread like a bird virus, now even reaching Eastern Canada. What am I talking about? To put it simply, it's all in your head and the headites who believe it endeavor to counterthink the supernatural monotheism of, worlds, of the world's religions in all their fundamental forms and broadcast that counterthinking into today's heads wherever they may be. Whether you're online or offbeat, whether you're open the supernatural monotheism of, worlds, of the world's religions in all their fundamental forms and broadcast that counter-thinking into today's heads wherever they may be. Whether you're online or offbeat, whether you're over still because great way to wave by. That's right, you heard me correctly, radio waves goodbye. But before it goes, there's just enough time to send up one last shout-outing the old guy they tell us made radio possible in the first place, the good Lord God Almighty. Tonight, Negative Land has joined together in pseudo-music fellowship to spend the time we have left reminding the world that when it comes to God, just like radio, humans invented it, and it's all in your head.
and our mother, who art in heaven, were the idealized parents of childhood. So the heavenly father, the divine mother, for Freud became the king and queen of fairy tales. God was the exalted father. The longing for the father is the root of the need for religion. Why should creatures have the burden of existence forced on them without their consent? In many images, concepts like dreams, trances, and visions are taken very, very seriously. Where are they getting the senses from? It's all in your head, FM. St. Paul had a dream. He had a vision in a dream. He didn't say anything in church or anything said, read that and what message are we meant to get? Well, people are meant to get visions from God and dreams. If Western liberals don't get visions and dreams, then you know, that's their problem. I was attacked by a series of gloomy thoughts about... For I'm sure that humans are not masters in their own house. Professional literary failure. To some degree, we are ruled in an unruly way by unconscious forces outside of our awareness. Such a rage against poverty and fear and all the infernal net I seemed to be in that I went out and mowed the lawn and cursed all the gods for half an hour. If there was a controlling power outside the universe, the only way in which we could expect it to show itself would be inside ourselves. Goddamn thing about God. 
But nevertheless, it's all in your head, FM. How do you like that? What is your idea of God? saw his destiny to rescue human beings from their self-deceptions, their convictions that they were so great, so full of love, so full of uh, um, self-knowledge. As part of their religious mission, they need to kill certain people. To demonstrate to them that they were deceiving themselves, that they were dominated by sexuality, by passions, by anger, by hatred. ideas are rooted in deep-seated wishes and are therefore illusions. observation that there's something similar in all these beliefs from an outside perspective you know only if you if you don't share the beliefs can you say that they reflect the same impulse or that they both represent a kind of supernaturalism because if you believe it you'll say it doesn't represent supernaturalism it represents truth I be 
reading One World Advertising's report on religious preferences around the world, something in me snapped. But nothing happened. And then it came to pass that during some of the spare time I am constantly burdened with, I finally decided to confront the One God concept head-on and become the founder of a new and unmusical spiritual philosophy called It's All in Your Head. As I saw immediately, and as you'll soon find out, the logic of this mental realization was, is, and always will be irresistible. Once you realize the role your head is playing in all this, you'll never go back to thinking otherwise, believe me. So, before I knew it, everyone sharing my beach spread in Malibu, including Negative Land, had become a headite, eager to spread headism via any medium that would have us. The only one that would was the nearly forgotten medium of broadcast radio, now on its last tower legs, and finally desperate enough of CC-free satellite radio to publicly entertain the concept that there is no God, just to get listeners. UMN thinks like this. Right now, for some reason, showing that something always thought to be as important as God is actually non-existent will bring people back to radio's fabled nothing-to-see zone and rekindle the golden age of plus-six ratings. How do we do it? And how do we do it by next fiscal quarter? By offering you the now nearly extreme likelihood that there is no supernatural patriarchal personage called God. Instead of that, headites encourage increased funding for increased study of the human brain's neurological methodology, the metabolism of thought, and especially the unique organic mystery of human values, such as having a conscience and morality. Not to mention the neurological logistics of mental mythologies, past and present, used to symbolize this inescapable spiritual capacity that has typified our evolving human intelligence over the last 500,000 years. Think about it. It's all in your head, FM. Forever. This is It's All In Your Head, FM. Monotheism, but in stereo. Uh, but in point of fact, since the Neanderthals until now, uh, we have a choice of many, many cultures, notions of what the afterlife is. The amazing thing that they don't have a choice of many, many cultures, notions of what the afterlife is. The amazing thing that they don't care very well. Each afterlife design, each culture designs what it thinks is important for its afterlife. Uh, and they don't necessarily have any relationship to other people's afterlives. The funny thing is that Americans' near-death experiences confirm our notion, our relatively optimistic notion, that we're all going to heaven. experiences over 2,000 years of history, you find that most often in the past they were fearful experiences in which people experienced going to hell.
delivered from it, then they changed their lives and became good religious people. Plug up your ears and cover up your eyes because it's all head FM. We have learned to take personal testimony at face value. If somebody stands up and, and offers searing personal testimony of some awful personal experience or some alleged abuse, we're not supposed to question that. We're not supposed to seek evidence of that. We're not supposed to cross-examine the person who's testifying because that's considered another form of abuse. We're supposed to take that at face value. And there's a lot in the culture that encourages us, I think, to confuse passion and, and apparent sincerity of belief with truth. To confuse, to confuse. Is your heaven in the sky? To confuse how we know things. Passion and, and apparent sincerity of belief with truth. Goody? Yes. How about your heaven, Eddie? Well, yes, my heaven's up in the sky. The thesis of how we believe is that humans are pattern seeking and storytelling animals. It is almost impossible for us to look out at nature and not find some sort of pattern and then tell a story about it. That's what myths and stories are all about. And if we you know, do a show of hands of your listeners, how many believe in Zeus or, or, or these different kinds of Greek gods, well, they'll all be atheists. So the difference between, between me as a non-believer and them as a non-believer is that we've, we've all dismissed all these other gods except this one monotheistic god. Clearly this is a historical, culturally determined concept that is giving some meaning to the pattern. Now the question is, is the pattern real or not? The one best method we have to determine that is science. And, for example, there are patterns all over nature, like near where I live in Eagle Rock, California, there's a giant boulder that looks like an eagle. Well, there's no... False belief. According to Freud, 
God does not make us in his image. We make God in our image. Well, what do you know? Here I am. I am the weatherman, dumber than ever, and you are listening to It's All in Your Head FM.
syncretism.
self-knowledge, without self-knowledge. Unconscious is just another part of the brain that's operating. It's not some mystical We're not force. Just brain. It's, no, it's not a mystical force, but it's it's unconscious. We can't know it in the same way. It, it, but we know it in a different way, a different right. naturalistic way. It's all natural. The answer. Now, does God mean something very real to you, Henry? is your idea of God, Eddie? Well, my idea of God is that he's a divine providence and that um, he is um, watching all over all of us and that you can't see him, but you believe in him. You have to save yourself. Listening to It's All in Your Head FM, putting the less back in Godless. The time is 8:57.
seen it with my own eyes. Thinking about religion is kind of counterintuitive. It's, it's almost something you're not supposed to do. If I hadn't believed it, I wouldn't have seen it with my own eyes. Because he thinks that we have to be oblique. We can't look at things directly. They escape us. The deepest things that come from the deepest part of our beings. When you're thinking, and now you start to think about your thinking, you're not thinking about the original object anymore. You know, I'm thinking about baseball. Now I'm thinking about how I'm thinking about baseball. I'm not thinking about baseball anymore. It's very elusive. As he put it, you have to sneak past the watchful dragons of self-consciousness. Dr. Roslo, Norway here. In order to counter the misguided persistence of the supernatural God concept, we have embedded It's All in Your Head FM inside show business itself as an advanced jock trooper, so far single-handedly attempting to point out monotheism's cosmic misconceptions from here, inside media's herd of electronic sheep where we can shear through the lip-serviced faith in unsupportable supernaturalism that forms the foundations of all present civilizations as we know them. It's All in Your Head FM is a philosophical radio club wielding the well-worn but seldom adopted theory that there actually is no God. No God as first imagined in polytheistic pantheons full of them, and no God as later boiled down to an unimaginably lonely oneness that all such supernatural God concepts have been the confabulated personifications of organically operated spiritual impulses within us, and us alone. There is a universal need in our whole species to connect with something spiritual. This need has been along for the ride in every human brain as an innate and inescapable neurological function in this species for some time now. There's no getting rid of it. But the headite observation of the God concept in particular as a mental condition will probably continue to be contested by fundamentalist homo sapiens every place we go as this radio show tours apprehensively around the known world. Why? 
because we boldly propose to rethink all their proprietary supernatural spirit hunts with a mighty righteous focus on common humanity, common sense, comparative mythology, epistemology, and the state of our neurological sciences. And this goes for anywhere we go, regardless of whose regional god we may find ourselves subjected to. And we warn you, we're doing something right. Our free trial convert rate is high among almost all demographic groups within our surface reception areas. So we must caution that if you too choose to join the It's All In Your Head movement and become a headite yourself, don't expect a head of hosers. Startling interpersonal resistance to this new crazy talk can occur even in your own home. To eject the supernatural God concept, even if you're hanging on to a lot of the timeless human wisdom still found under that label, is to forsake society's accepted cultural glue and getting your own head stuck on our more reasonable inlook may actually make others think that you are falling apart. No mental glue. Well, stuck all that, we haven't and you won't. Because it's all in your head, FM. Christianity is stupid. Good idea. 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 Christ
Freud would say that human beings have always been eternally conflicted, and the eternal conflict is between uh, insatiable desires and prohibitions that are absolutely necessary for society to continue, and this leaves us in a state of unease, a state of dissatisfaction, and often in a state of, of wretched pain. So rather than to look for another mythological intervention, that we need to accept our condition as it is, that we're perpetually conflicted. And then with the help of what he called the talking cure, we can change this wretchedness into ordinary unhappiness. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. When I 
and you see something, you're comfortable there. But consciousness goes where I go, where minds go. But minds aren't everywhere. Do we have, also have any minds? Do we really have any record of any observation of, uh, of, of anything that didn't involve consciousness? No, because the observation is done. You're getting spooky at me. I think we've got to uh, end this conversation because uh, before I get really weirded out... into ordinary unhappiness. about God but if you're going to be honest it's not just reasoning your way to a position but nevertheless it's all in your head FM How
But I'm troubled by the idea. <laughs> I'm troubled by the idea. It's by no means obvious that Once again, it's time for Wildlife Tonight with your host, Dr. Oslo. Dr. Oslo Norway here with a shocking remote from Wildlife Tonight. And right now we are going live to Wildlife Tonight's Buck Logic over at the African Lion Safari and Nudist Camp, where Buck is going to demonstrate why there never was any Adam and Eve. Buck, are you there? 
Yes, uh, thank you, Oslo. This is Buck Logic with Wildlife Tonight. And where could you find more wildlife tonight than the African Lion Safari Zoo? We're here in the zoo's new Stinky Monkey House, a generous endowment from the Simeon M. Stinky Estate, makers of Stinky Stew Stetchers. And here with me is Chuck, the night shift monkey man at the African Lion Safari. Is that right, Chuck? Well, we appreciate you letting us in after hours to do this, Chuck. And uh, if you're ready now, please bring in the monkey. Sure, we're supposed to be able to do this. Go ahead, Chuck. Bring sure him in. This? Bring him in. And uh, here he comes with a chimpanzee. We'll do it right on the table there. Careful. Get him up against the uh, get him up against the armature there. Tie those straps securely. Watch out, they can take your face right off. So uh, what we're going to do tonight uh, on Wildlife Tonight is shave all the hair off this chimp from face to feet. So now uh, Chuck is uh, spraying the restrained chimp all over with Gillette's new tough guy shaving gel. Okay, we'll do that first. And do the forehead too there, Chuck. We're going to begin shaving this chimpanzee's entire body clean of all hair. And I believe this is I another think, exclusive. I, think, I, I think this is another exclusive for wildlife tonight, and it's all on your head FM, although I must confess I don't know why no one has done this before. And now uh, Chuck is... Wow, not too fast there, Chuck. Chuck. Jesus Christ, you little shit. He's rapidly shaving the chimp's body now, and there's a little discomfort. I'm not sure I want to be doing this, side. But come on, we've often shaved, and it doesn't actually hurt that much. Uh, now we're seeing some real skin here. We're doing this full-body monkey makeover for the first time anywhere because, you know, I'll bet none of you listening out there have ever seen a shaved monkey before in your life. Think about it. I'll bet never before. And you know what? There's an important reason why you've never seen a shaved monkey before. And it does not include protecting the dignity of the animals. That's just an excuse. No, no, no. You have never been allowed to see it because it's a shocking, almost unbearable testament to our own intimate link with animal evolution. Oh, Chimp is very angry. He is strapped in a standing position to a sort of crucifix-style armature on the table, trembling a little under the restraints. Be gentle, Chuck. I don't know. I'm having kind of a hard time with some of this sort of hair down here. I'm going to have to switch to something else. And now he's, uh, he has switched to an electric razor. Uh, he's struggling to shave the feet and the toes. What's his name, Chuck? Chuck, what's this monkey's name? Uh, it's a girl. His name's Cherry. Cherry? Yeah. Oh, well. Oh. Cute breast. Yeah. Uh, be sure to get all around her private parts, yeah, too. I'm doing I want to completely shave monkey. <laughs> wow, that makes her very angry. Well, she doesn't like that at all. I could lose my job over that, you know. Well, we're sorry we have to put this innocent chimp through this, but. You know, it's simply necessary to create a greater good for all of us. Yeah. Sort of like testing cosmetics on them. 
Chuck is using a Jumbo Gillette Protect Tough Guy Razor System on Cherry. And uh, perhaps it should have been a Lady Protect, but seems to be working just great. From first shave to last, always a smooth shave with Gillette. But uh, when this chimp is entirely shaved, everyone will see for the first time why we are truly all brothers to this sister under the skin. Now Chuck is finishing off her face and neck. Just leave a head of hair like us, that's all. I don't think no, there's any left for me to take off. No mustache there, it's a girl. Great, great, that's it. And uh, here comes the hose. Just get her all rinsed off there, rinsing off all that hair. And there, you have it, look at that. Release the straps, Chuck. Amazing, creepy, but amazing. There, stand her up, turn her around, Chuck. Keep turning her, keep turning her, that's it. Amazing. Truly amazing, I think you'll agree. It looks just like my kid, uh, Yeah, I realize this in rehearsal. Once you see a monkey's full frontal bare skin anatomy, something we have never been allowed to see, it's so strangely like our own bodies. Just different proportions in the parts, but all the same skeletal and muscular structures. It's like an organic revelation. Wow, all right, Chuck. You can remove the shaved chip. A wonderfully telling demonstration. Thank you. And don't worry about Cherry, folks. We have a little skirt and sweater for her. Well, what can anyone say? Seeing is truly believing. A wildlife tonight revelation, if you ask me. And for God's sakes, what more need we be? So... That's about it from Wildlife Tonight. Nature's clock is ticking. Thanks to Cherry the Chimp, Chuck the Monkey Man, and the Gillette Shaving Corporation. Now in your face with the Protect Maximus 2 Jet Shave System. I'm Buck Logic. Now back to Oslo, Norway's brain at It's All in Your Head FM. That's it for Wildlife Tonight. Thank you, Buck and Chuck, and good luck. Wildlife Tonight is a syndicated feature of the Simeon Stinky Networks. Much more to contemplate coming from It's All in Your Head FM, so stay tuned. You're listening well, what to do you know? It's All in Your Head FM, radio for the rest of you.
We are still victimized by a certain kind of culture based on the charisma. The savior. The redeemer. The one man show. The one party. Make sure you have nothing left behind you to think about. The one opinion. Or to cry for. On the charisma. And fight the revolver. The savior. The redeemer. The one man show. The one party. The one opinion. some spiritual device just triggered on and all of a sudden it was heaven plummeting thousands of feet to your death already before they jumped and they were just jumping into something beautiful I think that the power of that image is it doesn't give an answer because I tell you I could not do it it takes us in two opposing directions on the one hand, we are all alone at the end. Something special must have been going on. Life is fleeting. Because a lot of them jumped. There's no one to help us when we face the abyss. that in that moment when they're facing the absolute ultimate there are other human beings to reach out to be there to help them to help us
other human beings. There is no God! There are other human beings to reach out, to be there, to help them, to help us. Iraqis lie in the main hospital. We see the hoods of Abu Ghraib. And we see insurgents on the attack. Reaching around the corner, not looking, can't see where he's shooting at all. Shooting and bombing. Reaching around the corner, not looking, can't see where he's shooting at all. It's propaganda. Plenty of passion, but not much production. They're trying to issue a wake-up call to Muslims saying, look, your entire religion and the ummah, the Islamic community, is under threat, and therefore it's your duty as a Muslim to, uh, to rise up and resist this. And they're also trying to strike a blur of revenge. On my orders. Revenge. On my orders. The United States military has begun strikes. The camera works often crude. The sound raucous. Uh, we are in here for a long fight. The Soviet propaganda movies are intended to carry support from Iraqis on the street. Reaching around the corner. To bypass the mainstream media appeals directly to them. But where says the Zarqawi movies also an effort to raise recruits and cash from abroad? They use the connecting button. They use the connecting button. He sees it as a sign Iraq's becoming the front line in a global jihad. The jihad market for both recruits and and for money is fluid. That they put on my right hip. They use the connecting button that they put on my right hip. This is Zakawi standing up and saying, you want to contribute some good, you do it through me. Look how we are dominating the battlefield. Reaching around the corner, not looking, can't see where he's shooting at all. And he's got a, he's got a heavy machine gun. See a lot of people gathered together in a crowd, and I had managed to get into it. It was only then I was to push the button and explode myself. The ideology, or if you will, the religious fundamentalism. The ideology, or if you will, the religious fundamentalism. Which aimed at the ground, aimed up in the air. The ideology, or if you will, the religious fundamentalism preaches that uh, 70 members of the suicide bombers get, get, will, will get a free ticket, an automatic absolution of any sins, and they will automatically go to paradise. I'm 
myself and use it and explode myself. I was already prepared. So the suicide bomb can look forward to this luxurious, wonderful uh, life of sexual ecstasy, surrounded by brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews. I had to know where the target was. All of which he knows that because of his actions, they're guaranteed to make it to paradise. And I needed someone to take me to the target because I'm a girl. So you again have a, a replication, if you will, of the Arab family, of the extended family in paradise. And then when you hear them describe the kind of world they're going to be in, rivers flowing of non-alcoholic wine or of milk and honey and fruit juice and, and water and so forth, you begin to realize that what they're describing is the idea of what paradise would be for a desert or nomadic people. This person had to have a permit to enter Israel. Where were you sent to? I selected the target, which was in South Jerusalem. I decided to target a pizza restaurant, but I can't remember the name of the place. I decided to go and blow myself up in the evening hours. That's because they. That's because. That's because they. That's because. That's because they believe that they're not going to die. Anybody who really believed that they were going to die, I don't think would do that. I think you have to have a strong belief in these phantasmagorias called afterlives. Whether it's uh, you're going to be surrounded by seventy virgins, or whether you're going to go to Valhalla, or the Happy Hunting Ground, or Avalon, or Purgatory, or Hades, or uh, any of the land of the dead, any of these extraordinary myths that have arisen in every single culture in the world to try to ameliorate the terrifying terror of death. I don't know why. 
you could today, would you go into that crowd and blow yourself up? The way I see it is that the Jews were the most violation. I don't have anything against Israeli children, but I know there is a possibility that an Israeli child could grow up and one day come to kill my son or my neighbor's son. So that uh, your idea of God was what? Right. 
quite frankly, I think at the end of the day, it is politically correct and safe, physically and otherwise, to be protesting something that comes out of a Western country, whether it's France, whether it's America, but politically unsafe and physically unsafe within our own communities in Muslim, you know, in, in, in Muslim communities to be to be protesting our own violations of human rights. All fundamentalism in Judaism, Christianity and Islam is becoming more extreme right now. And we're all, almost getting what I would call post-fundamentalist uh, groups. People. It's a world of who believe they're going beyond the fundamentalism that erupted so strongly during the 1970s uh, into a new, more desperate phase. And I think something like this is happening here. And let us not uh, uh, continue that intimidation. We've got to step up to the plate as individual Muslims and say enough is enough. You know, this is how you know you're dealing with a true fundamentalist. Because fundamentalists always believe that whenever, whenever they impose their sacred rules, their sacred texts, and it doesn't go as planned, never blame the rules. You always blame that the rules will not impose strictly enough. This is what they have in common with the Taliban. It's like somebody's ankles are showing that's the problem. I'm taking back my thing. You infect my world with your And uh, I can tell you that I'm hearing very private comments from scholars and academics who are thanking me for, um, you know, re uh, reminding Muslims of our lost tradition of ijtihad. And then I ask if they will publicly go with their endorsements, and that's when the hesitation begins. Why? What is everyone so afraid of? Have some guts. that you uh, ignore all law um, and sort of trample on all values. If you are killing and massacring thousands of people of war and this extremism, and uh, there are various examples of this in the past, can tip over into a complete nihilism where all law, even your sacred religious law, is something that you trample on in your desire to get to a new phase. Reform means obviously not taking the Quran literally, but it also means not taking multiculturalism literally. You know, and, and in that sense, I think non-Muslims as well as Muslims have a lot of work to do in terms of um, rediscovering the very basis on which our pluralistic society is built, which is freedom of expression and engagement.
It's our justification for being there is that God said that. Then the Arab justification, the Islamic justification, is that the Quran has said that any land to which the Quran spread is inalienable. It's Dar al-Islam. That therefore means that we are in a permanent religious quarrel. It's our absolute against their absolute. That people, that people, that people, especially in developing countries, when torn, as I say, between East and West, uh, tend to project all that hatred onto an enemy that they can define and feel and categorize as absolutely evil and therefore out of the cast of any form of human consideration. are in a religious quarrel, you cannot compromise. Now, so long as we're going to insist that we have a religious right to the land of Israel, Jimmy Carter will tell us that that isn't what his uh, Southern Baptist teachings taught him. The Jews have a religious right to the land of Israel, provided they turn Christians. They won't give up their salvation by blood. And I think a religion who drinks blood every day is and so I really uh, think we ought to listen to what Jesus said before they killed him and not believe that the crucifixion is the thing we are saved by because they are addicted to a bloody, cruel death. By this dress, death they are redeemed, they believe. And I say that is pagan pre-Christian atrocity story of sacrifices of first-born uh, son turned into Christian good news. All right, I can't stand that anymore. Osama bin Laden calls us evil. I, I read this morning his letter to America from a couple, uh, last year. It was powerful stuff. Half of it sounded like the loonings of a ravings of a lunatic, but half of it sounded really powerful criticisms of America, American foreign policy. American foreign. He calls us evil. George Bush calls him evil, right? What does that Powerful stuff. Half of it sounded like the loonings of a ravings of a lunatic, but half of it sounded really powerful criticisms of America, American foreign policy. American foreign. He calls us evil. George Bush calls him evil. Right? What does that do? They're like inactively opposed to each other. Right? Evil is something you have to resist. You can't compromise with. You have to extinguish. Now, but the question you might ask is, isn't that just a rhetorical device to express your your opposition to another? Who well, knows who's right here? That's what it goes back to Amy Stanton's uh, psychiatrist who said, look, uh, it's just a way of rationalizing uh, our resentment for other people so that we don't even have to consider what their motives or judgments were. We just treat them as something beyond, beyond. Uh, but I don't know. I think some people want to be treated beyond, beyond. Well, I, I assume you believe 
Peter. I'm not sure if you believe independently of the existence of God. Or some people think the presence of evil depends on the existence of God because it's contrary to what's contrary to God's will. Some people believe, well, even if there isn't God, there's real evil. I mean, what do you think? Is there like an objective or is called rhetoric and kind of oh, I, think, I think it's an objective fact. And of course, you know, as George Bush and us perfectly objective for kind of oh, I, think, I think it's an objective fact. And of course, you know, as George Bush and us perfectly objective for the um, uh, each one thinks the other is responsible. And but isn't the flaw in this argument that you are defining God in terms used by God's followers? And just because those followers stress different things, just because they choose to stress certain characteristics, doesn't take away from God's ultimate, the unknowable nature, his oneness. And, you know, I come back to the same thing. In the end, it's the same God, isn't it? No, it isn't. and ultimately nihilistic. It leaves you all alone with just a story. And there's something that's deep inside of all of us that tells us there's more than just a story going on here. So Christianity offers relief from unbearable guilt. And I want to know what it is. Religious ideas are rooted in deep-seated wishes. And I think part of the move to fundamentalism to some degree, in that it's a genuine move back to the fundamentals, is trying to get in touch with something you could really depend on, something you can actually know, not just a guess, not just a shot in the dark, not just a fantasy, not just a religious um, uh, a placebo or something like that, but actually the real McCoy. There is no God! When you say where, where you mean my... possibility is that it's something that really is not going to be explainable in the way that we understand physical explanation that it really is kind of beyond us to to get there it's all in your head fm and i will you're saying forever i'm saying forever It's so very difficult to conceive of. It's, it's almost, I mean, for me, I've tried to think about it for many years, and I've talked to a lot of colleagues and stuff, and, and you never get close. Nobody's gotten close. You can read anything you want. There's just, there's nothing that's gotten close to making that translation. My hunch is, we're gonna, I'm sort of sitting here waiting for a genius. I really am, I mean, it sounds kind of <laughs> dumb, but we need somebody who is gonna be able to get it. 
know, just to get it. And of course, there are lots of religious people who think we don't have to get it. You know, <laughs> that it's just your brain is just there, and it, everything that you think is actually ethereal. But, I mean, but you're, 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 but you're almost suggesting that the explanation is is beyond science. It's beyond, I think, the way we we do science now. Yeah. There may be something out there, but it certainly isn't any god of ours. If this long overdue realization hits your true button, we invite you to join us. It's All in Your Head is not just a philosophical lifestyle, it's a useful tool in any post-science thinking. You do do that, don't you? Tired of supernatural demands for unquestioning belief under the threat of hell? When all you really want to do is live better in the here and now? Well then, forgetting the title of this show is the worst thing you can do. Oblivious complacency will get you nowhere smoothly. We're not a threat to anything that makes sense. He's right. For instance, you don't have to give up the brilliantly self-evident wisdom of the golden rule in order to give up monotheism. Do you have any reason to believe these two concepts require each other in order to function in our affairs? On the other hand, don't kid yourself. All your unformed fears about helplessly conflicted humans are well-founded for the time being. Even though you might see these inner conflicts as merely temporary if only you could live long enough. But until then, do you realize how much unnecessary self-induced trouble the human race is actually in? Mental trouble. It's the curse of those familiar trials and tribulations that have always accompanied regional fundamentalist beliefs in ethnic gods of judgment, always infinitely empowered as they are by human superstitious absolutism. What we've got here is an evolving animal with a conflicted head, conflicted in a way that no other animal on earth has ever been. And here we are on the radio already, in evolutionary transition, half-baked and unresolved. For now, all the good and all the evil, all the worst and all the best we'll ever need are contending for selective control inside our very own brains. But these brains also appear to be somewhere on the threshold of a different extra-natural way of existing that is no longer welded to nature's amoral rules of survival. We carry a moral and ethical awareness unique to our heads on this planet, and we have begun to make our own rules. It's still just the beginning. But if this sounds great to the evolutionary optimists out there, forget it. We're not going to get rid of our genetically entrenched primate instincts and impulses anytime soon and maybe not completely forever. And watch out what you wish for anyway because we are completely inexperienced at predicting what evolution should be doing. Hindsight is the only possible view we have within our own evolution of higher consciousness because we're the first thing it's ever happened to here. So, what will become of us? Well, we don't know about others, but One World Advertising is advertising the fact that nobody knows. 
But uh, let's resist all negative spin and assume our spiritual awareness probably does have a wiser future to come. But for now, we're just saying, wherever the human spirit may go, responsibility for it will be entirely on our own heads, within which it all is. God, is it natural fact? God, is it fiction? This decision is your heads to decide. Is, you is it fiction? This decision is your heads to decide. Is you and if we're right, the next step will be yours, each and every one of you, to carry the headite philosophy, it's all in your head, to carry it out of this building to all who were unable to attend this broadcast. Thank you for supporting Carry Out Philosophy. Thank you for supporting the future. This has been It's All In Your Head FM. Well, did you have an idea about God? No, I never did. Well, have you an idea about God now? No. Thank you. And you have been listening to Negative Land live from the Drake Hotel opening the Deep Wireless Festival, a festival of radio art and imagination all taking place all over the city. Check it out if you get the chance. Thank you to everyone uh, who involved with the broadcast, Drake Hotel, Negative Land, for letting us uh, broadcast this to bring this to your ears. All in your head, FM. I hope it warped you. <laughs>